This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mark Westfall. Hey, thanks for having me again. How you guys been? Been good. You know, good. Football good. started and, yeah. and it all that. makes things more lively, doesn't it? We've, it we've it been does. neurotic. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it does yeah, for sure. Know, so. I'm not even sure if I know y'all's affiliation. Well, we I mean, don't you know say it. Right. Uh, uh, of course yeah. not. We don't say you, it. You're anywhere. an SEC fan. That's exactly, That's exactly right. We like you go. all of the SEC schools. Yeah, um, yeah if, if you are just tuning in, Reed and I uh, also are on the SEC network. Um, Paul Feinbaum like three or four days a week, and then uh, SCC Nation on Saturdays. And so, yeah, I mean, there there are schools we like more than others. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. And there yeah. are schools we like less than others. Much less. Yes. <laughs> Much less. But we don't let it come we across. Out. Yeah. We don't let it come across in our comedy. Of course right? not. Right. And I, I use the word comedy very loosely. Oh, yeah. Very loosely. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so football season has us working um, more than we were before, which is a good thing because otherwise you, you can't pay for stuff. Right. For sure. Um, all right, so we're talking about adversity tonight, right? So, yeah, you know, we talked a little bit last time. Uh, I was here with uh, the college counselor, Sarah Hoover, and we talked about resilience and students and whatnot. And yeah. so um, uh, tonight is another kind of uh, uh, bent on that. And I was, you know, the deal was I was, um, you know, the show's always in my mind. You guys are in my mind all the time. Of sure. Mm-hmm. And, and likewise, uh, vice versa. And so, you know, I'm constantly thinking about what people want to hear and, and think about who would be good on the show and stuff. And so I was at Lowe's. I'm kind of a little bit of a uh, do-it-yourselfer. You know, we, we just moved, long story short, yeah. a lot of things to fix up and stuff. And so um, I was at Lowe's and in the uh, kitchen department and looking for a hookup for my washer, uh, dishwasher. I'm sure everybody wants to know that. <laughs> and so um, this gentleman asked a question. He came from around the corner <clears throat> from behind the counter, and he had an artificial leg. Uh-huh. And I am a little impulsive with my questions sometimes. <laughs> so um, he, he was helping me, just a great, you know, uh, courteous kind of customer service kind of guy. And we got through with, uh, he was teaching me about my dishwasher. And I said, uh, so I just had to ask, because his artificial leg really was quite um, uh, impressive to me. I mean, I've been in the medical field, and I thought, that's a really a good-looking artificial leg. So I asked him, I said, how long have you had your artificial good-looking leg? Good-looking as in realistic or good-looking in, like, a superhero kind of way? It's a like mechanical. A- it was just it was, it was a uh, uh, engineering feat. I'm like, that is a, you know, you could Complex. tell it could do things. I, I could tell I it could I thought do you things. meant like an attractive calf muscle. That's what I think of <laughs> when I hear attractive. That's what I wanted to clarify. So, that. yeah, no, but thanks for the clarification. Yeah. It was, nice it was, gams. It was uh, engineeringly an, an interesting artificial leg. So right. I said, how long have you had your, you know, how long have you had your artificial leg? And uh, he launched into the story about his leg and, and what occurred. And, and at the end of the story, he said, you know, thanks for asking. And I started walking away, and I thought, you know, because, of course, you're always on my mind. Guys, oh brother, radio idea from now on when Doctor West falls on, let's introduce him with the "You Were Always on oh, My Mind." Okay. Let's do Got that, Will Nelson. One. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said, you know, that would be a great radio show. This guy's story is very compelling, and I love. Obviously, I'm a psychiatrist. I love people's compelling stories. Right. So I turned around and walked back to him. I said, you know, have you ever uh, talked to people about this? And it turns out he talks to people all the time about this. He's an he's now an advocate for this kind of thing. And nice. so I said, well. Would you like to be on the radio? He said, sure. 
So here we are. His name's here Richard. Oh wait, this Nick. is him here. I was looking at this guy's leg, <laughs> so, yeah. thinking, thinking, man, this is him. <laughs> what this a, is an what a coincidence! Yeah. So yeah. Rich Mixon's here with us uh, from Lowe's. Uh, we can give him a little plug for there that. There you go. So yeah, well, welcome to the show. And since we are going to be talking about adversity, and we will get to your very impressive leg, but also was there adversity having to get past the name that you're the fact that your name was Richard Mixon early on? Well, yeah, uh, years and years worth of it, and yeah. obviously it continues. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. We won't let it die. This is a lot like middle school here at Oberlin. It's a lot yeah. like middle school. Yeah. Um, all right, well, yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks well, for being here. Appreciate um, you having me. This is a very interesting thing, and we talked about Dr. Westfall earlier. We had Bob Lujano on. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Bob Lujano, but he has both arms and both legs amputated. And so he's an author and wrote a book, uh, No Arms, No Legs, No Problems, and just a fantastic guy, and it was too interesting we talked to him for 30 minutes and could have talked for hours and hours right. and so really glad to have you because i think this was going to go a similar way right yeah no doubt yeah awesome yeah so so, so you invited him here and, and so yeah here i are. mean to me the, and I'm, I'm gonna let rich take over here with some of the conversation of course but um was uh the story of of how he uh came about his leg so um, rich if you want to just kind of start with your story i, of what, I sure will what, yeah. what, what life um, dealt you well, I'm, I'm a transplant. I'm a Yankee uh, from the great state of Pennsylvania. Nice and uh, beautiful. State. He can he can say his school preference. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Which is uh, I'm a Penn State fan. Oh wow! So, sorry so far. Oh, yeah. Understood. Understood. Okay. Uh, no, I originally got hurt playing peewee football. Uh, I got hit from the side and blew my knee completely out. And uh, I managed to get in the military at the age of 17. And I spent a, a whole lot of years in the military. But uh, during that time frame, I, I actually I had 19 surgeries and four total knee replacements, and uh, all dating back to a Pop Warner injury. Pop, absolutely. How about uh, that? At, at 13, I had my first surgery at 14. Wow. And um, well, it, can I ask, were the what was the problem with why the surgeries weren't effective? I mean, you had four knee replacements. That's that's a lot of knee replacements. Yeah. Well, really, what happened was I needed while I was in the military, I needed a knee replacement in my 20s. Okay. And, and of course, twenty five years ago, technology isn't anywhere what it you know what it was back then. I mean, it was they just they wouldn't do it. Right. Basically, is what they what they had told me. But uh, so they did some experimental stuff. Um, they worked on the the leg below the knee, and you know I walked around for a couple of years with it tilted out, and they ended up going into my hip and and taking bone out of my hip and putting it my you know below my knee, and just they tried everything they could to possibly you know get the get the actual leg to function well what it boiled down to was by doing all that we, we might as well went ahead and replaced the knee um so i ended up with so much scar tissue and, and so much damage to the bone below the knee that it the, the bone itself kept crushing just giving away yeah so it, it was about five years ago after my my fourth knee replacement uh and now a stint in the military how long in the military i was in the military about 14 years oh wow yeah. what was your role in the military We'd i was of- a a missile guy Okay. Um, I calibrate the guidance equipment from the missile systems. Gotcha. So, but uh, I mean, when you're in the military, you're you know you're a grunt first. We call it you know an infantry guy first. So you're riding in the back of the trucks, you're jumping off the trucks, you know you're doing all that. So, you know I tore it up. Yeah, is basically what happened, and and it just you know it got to the point about five years ago, a little over five years ago, that I just I had so much scar tissue, and if you're familiar with that, or or you know every time I walked, I mean it would just rip and tear. I mean the leg would, and then this I, is painful, obviously. Uh, absolutely, yeah. and and then the, the artificial knees themselves. I could lay in bed, and when I'd roll over to my side, my my foot would stay straight up because the the actual knee, the pin going down the you know the shin bone would just rotate inside the bone. Huh. 
and I'd wake up in the middle of the night screaming. Yeah. I mean, so that's how I got to the, to the point of amputation. Right. I mean, did you requested was, the amputation? I did. Wow. Um, that to me that that was to me that the the um pivotal part of the story was it was a choice to say, "Hey, I want my leg removed." That is something else. Which is a really strong take action kind of decision in my opinion for someone in that situation i mean were you were you working at the time or had you were were on disability because of the knee at this point or what no i'm I'm not on any kind of disability no no before you had this the replacement no okay so but you so you were trudging through life with chronic pain all the time in bed a fair amount of the time that's correct on pain meds i presume meds um and that was part of the reason that that decision was made I mean, when you're you're walking around with morphine patches on or taking morphine pills, you know they, those those will change your attitude. They, yeah. they change your personality. And T- tell us a little more about that. What, what was that like? Well, and what were the changes you saw, and, and maybe your family member saw? I, I think what you see is, you know, anytime you get on any kind of pain medication like that, you of course you don't want to do anything. You don't want. To, I didn't want to be around anybody. Uh, you know, I wasn't the most sociable person in the world, and you know, I, I stayed kind of withdrawn. And and people saw that, and that was different from you. That was and, not and your, it was because yeah. I'm I'm a pretty outgoing kind of guy, right? Um, yeah, you know, and I'm a you know I'm a I I really enjoy life, or I I try and enjoy life, yeah. and and the, the pain meds had got to the point where me on the pain meds, I had gotten to the point where that was gone, yeah, and I just I didn't want to live like that anymore. It just um, I, I just it, it it was getting to the point where I, something had to be done. I'm curious to know real quickly. So when you get to a decision about amputation, was that something that you brought up to your doctors or had your doctors said, you know, maybe we should consider this? How did how did that conversation get started? Well, it, it originally that conversation started with me. Um, I was seeing a, a doctor out here at UAB Highlands, uh, and I had not been using the VA. And, uh, yeah. But, so you had benefits there, but you were choosing not to go there. At the time. Well, I wasn't really overly familiar with the, benef- the, the benefits of the VA. I had, um, you know, I was carrying Blue Cross Blue Shield because I was working full time. Sure. You know, yeah. so, it, you know, one, one of the, and, and, and I love the VA and, and Dr. Hannah and her team over at the, at the VA uh, amputee clinic have, have just, they're fabulous. They, they do great work over there. But one of the issues I was having of going through, um, when you see the VA, you, you may see a different resident every 90 days, uh, which can become, you know, very frustrating. Right. And when you've had 19 surgeries, you want to see the same doctor twice. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of came outside of the VA mm-hmm. and used my, my Blue Cross Blue Shield. But I remember to this day sitting in an office and, uh, and talking to that doctor and uh, bringing it up to him. You're listening to Rich Mixon here on Birmingham Mountain Radio. Oh, Brother Radio. Rich uh, is an amputee and by choice because of an injury that happened early in life. We're going to be spending some time with him and also Dr. Mark Westfall as the show goes on. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. Again, Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 Tuscaloosa. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out Oh, Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio. 107.3 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs> 